2: It's Curtains Up on another episode of West of Broadway. I'm Broadway veteran Will Armstrong, joined with my fellow Broadway veteran, Wendy Rosoff. Hi, Will. How's everything going?
3: Everything is great.
2: I am having so much fun doing this with you.
3: We're having the best time ever.
2: I can't believe how busy we are. I know. There's it, so much going on. I can't even deal with it. You know how you do your back calls? I feel like you did a back call for Western Broadway, and now we are inundated with opportunities.
3: I feel like I back called the universe. Yeah.
2: But, and so, I mean, we've done such amazing stuff, like the other day when we went to Margaritaville. It was so much fun, Yep. Yeah. And you're best friends forever with Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Which is incredible. What
3: did you say? Jimmy and I really had some chemistry. You did. Jimmy, well, if you hear that <laughs> hey Jimmy I know you're listening to West of Broadway <laughs> call me boo
2: and he subscribed and gave us five stars I don't know, if you know.
3: <laughs> oh my god that would be so great
2: but yeah so no and so there's so much happening here in Los Angeles whether it's the juggernauts like the Pantages of the Amundsen, which we're gonna be seeing um, Book of Mormon very soon. So
3: exciting, I love is. that show so much, it's so brilliant.
2: And then the regional productions, like what's happening at the Pasadena Playhouse, yep. and, and then um, the East-West Players. Are, yeah,
3: super excited about that.
2: Are doing Assassins. Yes,
3: which is such a phenomenal show.
2: How much do you love Sondheim?
3: Mm-hmm. I, I live for some time. Did you know that when I was like, because my parents are professional musicians and I grew up sitting in the pit next to my dad. And one of the first musicals that I ever saw was Sweeney Todd, oh. which is so inappropriate for a child. But I, was, I think I was like five or six, literally. Like, and I looked up and I was like, oh, that's nice. Joanna, beggar woman. Da, da, da. I was like, Mrs. Lovett, that's for me. Like, I was a five-year-old missus love it, and that's always been my castability issue too. Like I look like I look, and then I'm like, yeah, like give me a cigar and bourbon. <laughs> and, the,
2: and then there's just like the the barber chair slides of death, like in that show. I can't. I know. Just,
3: oh, it's, it's brilliant. How amazing! That's my that number experience. one so far. Sondheim show is Sweeney Todd. What's yours? What, what's your fave?
2: You're gonna think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I. I think because I'm such a history nut, I really appreciate Hamilton, but everybody loves Hamilton, so... The one that really, and it's not a dance show at all, but it makes me, even if I talk about it right now, I'm going to start crying, but Come From Away. Oh, it's so beautiful. But
3: that's not Sondheim.
2: Oh, I thought you meant just musicals in general. No,
3: but I appreciate you branching out. (laughs) What's your Sondheim show?
2: My favorite Sondheim, Company. Definitely Company. Oh, I
3: forgot about that.
2: Because I'm such a romantic. (sighs) Oh, it's so good. And that, like, just the being alive. Yeah, I'm
3: totally looking forward to this new version.
2: Super looking forward to it. Yeah. No, and, and, uh, but being a aspiring and working actor in New York, mm-hmm. I would listen to another hundred people as I walk down the street, like all the time. Oh, like yeah. just like, it just, it's, Spoke to me and it just felt like I was living that like with the.
3: I love company so much too mm-hmm. love it but I do have a little bit of scar tissue surrounding it because one of my first roommates in New York was working on being alive like incessantly in his room <laughs> and we had you know we were all like making a dollar fifty and had like this like shantyville apartment and he was just like belting his brains out for what seemed like five hours at a shot mm-hmm. and I was like you're not going to be alive much longer if you keep <laughs> it up just knock it off just maybe knock it off. maybe
2: you maybe any one of your New York neighbors will go completely ham on yeah, him like I, you don't know
3: yeah exactly just um, stuff we one.
2: go through but I'm just I'm so grateful for all of it yeah oh, yeah it's just amazing it's
3: part of our history and identity
2: and it, and it's a shared identity that I think that we have with just like performers that are coming up now mm-hmm. like We've walked that walk. We we know that path. We exactly. Know we know the, the sacrifices you have to make.
3: I always say to my students, you know, like it's it's different from any other relationship you're going to have with multi generational, you know, a student professor relationship because I'm actually just the older version of you Mm -hmm. and that's how it is with all of us we literally have walked this extraordinary walk that you are attempting to be on and the passion that you have we understand it Mm -hmm. so we all speak the same language which I think is so cool
2: yeah it is incredible and I I love it and it's a it's a huge responsibility and it's a beautiful thing to witness especially Mm -hmm. after you've you've oh it's amazing
3: I consider it an honor I really do
2: that's so great no. you're such a good teacher oh, and that's you. the thing is like I've taken your class before and the class was so much fun but the thing I love the most about it is the people that are attracted oh, to god, it. Oh god I know. They're like and hearts of gold. My little magical
3: tribe mm-hmm. is just it, hearts of gold is exactly it. So supportive of each other. It's scary. <laughs> I mean it's not what's scary when you're an, an amazing singer and actor and you put yourself in the weak spot of being in a, a dance call or something that's caused you nightmares and you're going okay I'm in it and I, I know that I'm gonna fail and I'm into it. Right. So I'm just I'm so for them. Yeah, no, they're biggest
2: fan. So, so as an educator yes. at AMDA, yes. which is awesome, and you churn out tons of like churn them, churn, out, churn like, and burn. But you, like um, what what do we call it? um, just like they're industry ready. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. to to and. At this production of Assassins that's yes. coming up, one of your former students is one it. One of
3: my former students who I'm so excited about. He's he's really having quite a time of it in the best way possible. And um, it makes me super proud, not because I had any part of it, but because we had several discussions before he graduated AMDA about his concerns, mm. you know, coming into the marketplace for a myriad of reasons. And... Um, I'm just so proud of where he is and where he's going. He's, yeah. he's doing fantastic.
2: Yeah, George Xavier is is joining the cast of the East-West Players um, production of Assassins. Yes. And we're going to talk to him in just a bit, but first, mm-hmm. we're talking with Gede yes, Watanabe, who everyone listening probably knows from 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. And But what they don't know is that he's also a... Prolific any, pro, stage actor. Yes. I mean, his laundry list of film and television roles like if you go if you imdb him or wikipedia him, like it is crazy but the stuff that he's done and he's been he's a veteran actor with the east west players which is an incredible organization and i can't wait to talk to him about that
3: i'm so looking forward to this
2: cool let's call him right now all right great (laughs) get watanabe welcome to west of broadway
3: thank
0: you so much i'm glad to be here
2: we are so (laughs) excited about this upcoming production of assassins yes uh, and and oh, that's goodness. that's put on by the East West Players, and I have so many questions. But first, can you? I I know that this is not your first production with the East West Players. Uh-huh. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about yeah. the organization.
0: Oh my goodness! You know, East West Players started, I think, in the early '80s. As a matter of fact, I can't oh, wow. quite remember, and I might be wrong. Um, but with the first artistic director was, remember Mako because Mako did Pacific Overture. Mm. And that was my first show, Uh yes. with um with um, Mako and I was the, the, I was very young then <laughs> you
2: you performed that on Broadway, correct?
0: <laughs> I did. I Amazing. did the original Broadway show, yeah, wow. yeah, that was it, an incredible it was, cast. It was quite a. It was quite a, 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 oh my goodness, experience for someone as, as young as I was the youngest one in the cast. So. Oh, wow.
3: I bet that um, was like a master yeah. class to watch. It You know, it was great.
0: It was really incredible, but I really didn't know who uh, Prince and Sondheim were.
3: Oh my so gosh. So that shows
0: you how naive I, I know. Well, maybe that was a blessing
3: was. in disguise because I would have been freaked out. I think it was. Yeah. Yes, you know, I think so. I think
0: that I think that kind of saved me because I was a little bit, you know, I think mean, a little bit precocious and, and yeah. pushy. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: and Getty, was this bef- was this before you did the um, you performed in Sixteen Candles or like or after?
0: Oh, you no, know, Sixteen Candles was a lot after. I was in my 30, I was always in my late twenties. I wow. think I was twenty nine when I did uh, when I did Sixteen Candles and. How old was I? I was uh, nineteen when I did all like oh remember. my gosh, I have to do the math. I know. I know. Yeah. It's what an
2: amazing lucky. career! We were we were doing our research and we were on Wikipedia and IMDb and it just like just scrolling yeah, and scrolling prolific. and scrolling. Just amazing.
3: <laughs> scrolling and scrolling oh, and scrolling.
0: <laughs> I have to look at it, Padilla. So oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll you need me. to
3: you need to see how yes. impressive you are.
0: <laughs> and, well, the funny thing is, is that. I'm not really on social media, and, and so I yeah. so it's like one of the you know what I mean like which I probably should get onto but everybody else on the show is so I figured oh I'm covered
3: yeah right
2: <laughs> we um a while back we interviewed Ken Page who was the Oogie Boogie Man uh, from, and and a million other things on Broadway and he was the same he's just like I'm not on social media and I was mm-hmm. like I don't think you need to be because you're doing just fine yeah. and I feel the same like, <laughs> Exactly. it ain't broke don't fix you're it
3: you're doing okay <laughs>
0: oh yeah yeah I adore him oh my god he's always crossed my path several times
2: he's just a Amazing. Yes. He's such an incredible human yeah. being, and what a talent! And- I think I saw him. I his
0: first show was Eight Misbehaved*. I remember oh, watching that show.
3: Incredible, *Charlene Woodard*.
0: Charlie Woodard*, and also we did his show together later
2: mm.
0: down, later in the years too. So, oh right. my God, oh wow, yeah.
2: And um, so we were, uh, we were going through and we were looking, we went, in our research, we were looking at the East West players and all of the shows they do oh, and, and their casting that they do is uh, so incredible and, and so, and just open and just giving voices and giving opportunities to so many people. It's...
0: Well, and, and, and also, you know, um, they did shows or we do shows that, that no, you know, back Mays, no one would have cast you in any, mm-hmm. you know, any of the shows they did. So, um, especially if you're Asian American or Asian, or Asian guy. Yeah. They, they, and so uh, Mako really saw that there was a need for it because, you know, we needed we needed the classics. We needed to do all sorts of really wonderful. And so um, and so I, I came in later, but I knew of East West players. I was lucky because I wanted to study in New York as much as I could. So I stayed in New York for quite a while. After that, and then I, and then I think in the, um, uh, in the, I think in the '90s, particularly when Tim Dane took over, mm-hmm. um, so we did we did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum, and it was just hysterically fun. Mm-hmm. I just I had so much fun doing it.
3: So I, you again, you know, that? these
0: are things I played pseudolist.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, how and fun! I, I, I
0: heard I I heard. Uh, uh, Tim uh, told Stephen uh, that, that I was playing Susan, and he said, isn't he a little young for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I heard that. Perfect. That story. Yeah, but we found our way. It was really a, a beautiful production that he kind of set in the Easter Easter Islands.
3: Oh, cool. And so,
0: uh, Yeah, it was Smart. really well, it was really fun and really just uh, raucous ra- 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 Fun, you know mm-hmm. what I mean it yeah. so it was good for me I, I could not leave sure so that was nice so, so getting so that's what he players is
2: that incredible and um you were in yeah. Assassins you're playing Charles Godot uh which who I am and can you talk a little huh. bit about what you bring to that particular role
0: um you know I kinda I, I don't I didn't know the show to be quite honest with you I was trying to figure out and and um and and Snehal said, "Oh, Getty, would you like to do, do this show?" And I said, "Sure," but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and That's crazy, I read, right? I read, it and went, "Yeah, it is crazy. It's a, it's, a <laughs> it's it's a crazy show." So initially, this is what happened: was like I, you know, went through my Gettyism, which is like, "Oh my God! I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this?" And then mm-hmm. and then when we started to rehearse. You know, just is really good at connecting the dots for me. So, um, I, I it started to it's it's starting to gel. I, I know this is our second beginning of our second week of rehearsal, but you know, I approach most everything with caution just so that I can figure out if I could. Bring myself into it, mm. very, you know, as much as I can.
2: Well, I, so um, I, I feel like Charles Guteau is polar opposite. Just talking to you right now because oh, he yeah. was a conflicted, conflicted personality, <laughs> and so I'm just well, fascinated to see you perform. You know, this. when you
0: do, when you when you do research on this man, you, it, you know, it was it's a fascinating, you know, profile because he's, you know, he's he's. Uh, um, uh, paranoid schizophrenic, I would I would assume, and mm-hmm. he had neurosyphilis. So, a neurosyphilis at that time couldn't be, it wasn't diagnosed. Right. And so, um, uh, and I think his brain is somewhere in a container in some museum because they have to, they they uh, found it unusually enlarged, which means that they uh, most likely it was neurosyphilis, and it also may have been caused by a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of funny because he was religious. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> he, he was part of a you know, religious
2: commune and, in and the a
0: Northeast. Cult, a, a religious commune that reminded me of the Mormons where I grew up. Mm. And um, yeah, many wives, that type of thing. Yes. Um, that kind of history. So there was a lot of, lot of dynamics in him. But you know, the one particular thing, and this is what happens to me when I I get overly indulgent and trying to figure out something, something as stupid as this, he didn't wear any socks. (laughs) So I, I, you know, as an actor, that's just fascinating as hell, Mm -hmm. you know, that time. And I thought, well, maybe they were too expensive. I don't know, but there's no, there's, there's no, um, um, answer to why he doesn't, why he didn't wear socks. Wow. and, it was just killing me and I thought well if you had neurosyphilis I've seen people with feet who um, who grow welts from neuro- neurosyphilis and you know neurosyphilis it was um, kind of a dementia it could develop into a dementia that people unfortunate people with AIDS mm. you know um, at, during during the 80s and the 70s days when we're losing everybody that's what they were diagnosed with neurosyphilis so and then it made you so erratic and so um, um, you didn't you didn't know who the person was. And I remember friends dying and and their personalities completely changed. Yeah. you know during that period of time. So it was it's a fascinating um, thing. And it, you know it's like it's like you, you need bipolar medication, I would imagine, to figure him out. In some in some bizarre way. It adds so, um, so many
3: dimensions to the character because it does. you know, it you're does. able to look at it through a different lens, I would imagine, because we're not just dealing with somebody who yeah. um, you know, was violent and that's the end of the story. There's so much more to it because yeah. of the illness. Well
0: and that and, and and that's what I well of course that's that's kind of where you were you're going towards, you're looking at the, uh, looking at the illness, because that's probably, well, there was a lot of things, I guess he was abusive to his wife, but I hear, I read that his father was pretty abusive to him.
3: Yeah.
0: And, you know, so there's so much. And as you keep tearing apart and, and read some of the books, there's uh, all these, which McCall on him. Um, his court uh, appearances were, were um, recorded and um, they're very religious and very very you know um, very um, um, I don't even know how to say this but um, um, delusional
1: mm-hmm. but at
0: the same time he, he understood the Bible he understood um, I think it was I wrote down I think it was Saint Paul or something that he saw or, or Luke that he one of the saints that he followed and it was just it's just it's just a bizarre combination. I'm not religious at all, so mm-hmm. I don't. Realize, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. it's um, it's it's a fascinating journey for yeah. me. I, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, I from being afraid of it, now I'm just taking this this journey of like wow who is this guy you know well, and I mean?
3: it's so fun to be I'm able to it. deal with yeah. somebody historical and i don't i'm yeah. an actor myself and being able to dive into all that material and arm yourself with the actual history of somebody it just it fills up the well right
0: yeah yes and all the actors are are, are doing it too i can see yeah. that you know because we're all coming together and we're all talking about uh, we're what? all talking about what we did.
2: Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> but I, I, but I, mine, I, particularly with no socks, just kills me. I no, I love that. I love that. I, uh, I imagine. Why did he
0: not
3: wear socks? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs>
0: am, and you know what? There's a part of me that there's a part
2: of me that doesn't want to know.
0: <laughs> because it'll keep me going sure like, exactly. sure.
2: well I, I, I imagine you know? with, with, with mounting this this particular pr- production at this time in our country's like politi- oh, political God. climate mm-hmm. I'm sure it's opened up to a lot of discussions and a lot of discoveries with your fellow cast members telling this story of a, a group of people who at different times in our nation's history were essentially unhappy with the way things were going and, and took matters into their own hands.
0: Oh my God! that subject did come up in fact, it was so funny because I think yesterday the president was in town apparently yes and um and <laughs> I went in and and mentioned it, and you could see all the faces and go oh yeah and, the, and then I thought, you know, you know, I am not. At all, an advocate of any kind of violence whatsoever, but you know, those are those. That's that's the underlying thing. It's like Mm -hmm. our nation is under threat. Mm -hmm. We are we are totally in a in a world where um, the unknown is probably bigger than we've ever experienced. I've never experienced anything
2: like no,
0: no. I I mean, a lot of people. So we don't know. We don't know what the what the platform what the future ahead of us, and we're scared. We're all scared. So. Um, it's interesting to to do this piece now because it's um, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see how the audience this the you know this show needs an audience because the thing is, is, is that I'm really curious to see how in this in this given circumstances of of, of a political system how people are going to react to this. I'm I'm dead curious. I, I have no idea. I have no expectation or anticipation about it well,
3: well we're super excited to come dependent. and see it
2: and we're going to find out on march 12th the um the run of assassins but performed by the east west players is going to be from march 12th to april 5th and tickets are available at eastwestplayers.org getty thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it and it's such an honor to talk to you well, and get to know you, you a little bit
3: I can't wait I to see where you go with the business. socks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the lack yes, of socks. I know well <laughs> I'll be watching. Unfortunately she gave me boots. Oh to wear no, I well, thought, well I made her we know yeah, but
0: I made her I made yes, you know, but I made her uh you know, those are the things the underlying things that oh, yeah. for an actor to pick up
3: for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> but I made her, I made her cut the pants shorter.
3: (laughs) There you go. There you you go. go. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a great talk.
2: Thank you so much. Enjoy Enjoy the rest of your day and take care and good luck with assassins. Bye. Bye. George Xavier, welcome to Western Broadway. Welcome, George.
1: Hi, guys. Thank you for having me.
2: It's so great to have you. And I can't believe the coincidence that uh, Wendy was a former professor of yours at AMDA.
3: Yes, I was.
1: Uh, Yes, she was, but not just for dance, for so many classes, musical theater, film, Mm. uh, life, everything. (laughs) Your life, Georgia.
3: You know what, George? (laughs) I'm so thrilled for all of the success you're finding, and I'm not surprised. And I, I always think about one of the conversations, I don't know if you remember it, that we had um, in industry and networking, talking about your concern and your type and the information that you've gotten. And I'm just so excited for you and what you found.
1: Thank you, Wendy. That really does mean a lot. You know, it's a it's a lot of um, finding your own way. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has their opinion. Yes. Opinions are like hats. Everyone can wear one, but not everyone looks good in one.
3: You got Ooh. it. You got it.
1: I love but it. I definitely... I've definitely have found uh, my own way, you know. I'm definitely uh, ignoring other voices. I'm letting myself be seen, and I'm not putting myself. Uh, I'm not sacrificing my happiness for others. There
3: basically. you go. Yeah, I
2: love that. Yeah. Well, speaking of happiness, I bet you're pl- finding plenty of it while uh, working with the East West Players. What's that like?
1: Let me tell you, East West Players is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's. it's First of all, the their idea of this inclusivity of just people of color yeah. in shows we normally wouldn't get cast in is something that I've never experienced, you know, and a lot of people haven't experienced in my cast either. And so it's it's a little amazing how how it just melds together to create this 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 thing, you know, this thing that we never thought this beautiful creation of just just art you know this is art in its purest form I feel
3: yeah yeah and it's it's reflective of our time and I feel like it's so past due and it's so thrilling to see representation everywhere
1: oh absolutely yep absolutely so
3: tell us a little bit about how assassins is going and the character you're playing and how rehearsals are going (laughs)
1: Okay, so Assassins, 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 Assassins. I felt like (laughs) Pondheim and Weidman. (laughs) I feel like they wrote this show with the intention, they were like, how can we destroy these actors? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really, it's really um, an incredible show. Tell us about your character a little bit. Uh, I play Leon Sholga, the assassin who killed William McKinley. Mm-hmm. If you never heard of him, that's okay because I'm sure many people haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, it's a—he uh, was an assassin who killed the president for the working man. Hey, uh, a notable line he has in the show is, "Why should uh, why should other men suffer when one man sits with glory?" You know. Mm. Wow. So he's... uh, Timely. I find him unlike the other assassins in the way where uh, uh, I felt like the assassins had a bit of a selfish motive, you know? Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like for John Hinckley, for example, he killed uh, or he tried to assassinate Reagan for uh, underage Jodie Foster, you know? Yeah. But you feel like your character is
3: more altruistic?
1: Yes, exactly. He definitely... Thought that if I kill McKinley, the working man, the people who are getting paid five cents a day, are going to be liberated, are going mm-hmm. to feel the repercussions in a positive way because of this.
2: Exactly. He was influenced directly by the work of Emma Goldman, who is um, who people may know from Ragtime. Ragtime, yeah. <laughs> but, um,
1: Absolutely.
2: Exa- and um, so yes, it's 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 a it's an amazing uh journey that uh that Leon shal gosh so hard gosh Will does not like
3: <laughs> pronouncing that my, last name well
2: it's yeah it is a,
3: I feel like I've had my own Sondheim musical here watching you
2: pronounce <laughs> <I'm> that like, <laughs> last name I'm like yeah no it is not fun but incidentally when he after he was convicted and put to death through the electric chair they put him in the casket and then poured sulfuric acid liquefying him and then buried him on the grounds of the prison i love history so (laughs) wait that is so gory they they yeah they wanted to make sure they wanted to
3: make sure sure that he was liquefied yeah that's disgusting yeah
1: like disintegrated it was like we we killed you but here's we're gonna kill you some more
3: yeah here's next level killing yeah incredible yeah
2: and he um appar- apparently william mckinley loved to shake the hands of everyone that came to see him and they would start a procession and people would come through and he would shake with one hand put his left hand on their back and kind of usher them along and say hi to everyone yeah and leon came up with a bandage wrapped around his hand and the gun in the bandage <gasps> and shot him twice in the stomach mm-hmm.
1: oh wow right in the stomach it, it, the way it played out was so perfect for sure gosh because Even McKinley, he was there shaking hands and he had security that was supposed to be in front of him blocking. But he said, I do not want security to get in the way of me meeting the public, the voters. Mm. And one decision. That's all it took. One decision.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So, George, what has it been like working with this phenomenal cast?
1: Oh, man, it's been like the greatest learning Mm -hmm. lesson or the greatest like class ever just yeah. every performer that I see go up there I, I feel like taking notes because I could learn so much from all of them
3: yeah and you know it's so funny because I'm of course every time I talk to you I feel like I my teacher hat just comes on but <laughs> you know George again he was one of those students too who like you know there are some students who take class and they're in class for themselves mm-hmm. but George was a student who you were an observer You observed everybody, and I could see you're like a sponge, George. And so I'm just so happy that you're getting to be a sponge with the best of the best.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. That's how I I learned.
3: That is how I learned.
1: That's, I think, the best way to do it. You know, you learn by doing. Yeah. And especially these people who have their their Broadway credits, you know. Mm -hmm. Getty, uh, who you guys talked We just spoke to, to. yeah. he, he knows Sondheim even you I know knew we chatted like... with
3: him about that and he he was talking about when he was uh young 19 years old and he got hired for Pacific overtures and he was in the room with Hal Prince and Sondheim in that phenomenal cast and he basically just said the same thing that you said which is that just being in the room with these you know masters is was such a phenomenal learning experience and how he became you know the actor that he is today really
1: yeah it, it's just it's wild how this all happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you never think, I personally never thought I'd be able to do a show at East West players. You know? I am sure not most
3: surprised.
1: People... <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. So, so George, uh, I, I did want to, oh, yes, yes. Uh, Will. So
2: I was say uh, when I was doing my research on you and going on your website, like you have representation, you have your agent, you have a manager, you're, you're booking your gigs, your website's like tip top shape. <laughs> um, what are some other trajectories that you're planning, or are you just kind of going for the ride and, and just kind of seeing where life takes you, or like, what are your plans, like as far as a, a new working actor kind of booking gigs? What are your goals?
1: I and maybe this is a novice idea, I don't know, but my only trajectory right now is musical theater. Cool. I see nothing else but the musical theater. You know, I did try the film, but I just I, and other facets but i haven't i hadn't been very passionate about it it's something about the dance the acting the singing the you know the the musical theater itself that's so alluring Mm -hmm. It's something about it you know
2: it's the best way to fill up all of your buckets because there's something for every part of your soul with musical theater i love the way you just put that will that's beautiful (laughs) great (laughs) but yeah no george this is super super cool and how long is the rehearsal process for assassins
1: so we are rehearsing for um, this week. Well, this Friday, we're doing our first full run through and we started last Tuesday. Wow. So we are moving. We are moving fast. You're I moving think and next grooving. week is our final week and we should be up. But I got to say, I've never I've never been exposed to a show that needs this much detail by detail. Yeah. You can tell that there was a lot that went into this show. I don't know if you... Uh, You know, but when it uh, first came off Broadway, uh, as opposed to the revival, the Broadway revival, Mm -hmm. as they call it, it's there's a lot of it that's really different. Yes. And so it took I you can tell all the work and time it took to create the first one. And then they took so much more time and work to make the second version of it, you know?
2: Well, it started off so, Broadway and then it went to London and then they added some songs and then it opened on Broadway. Yes. Then they did it in encores and then they did a revival. So it's had many innovations. Yes.
3: So interesting. It
1: definitely, definitely has.
3: I can't wait to see you in this, George. I'm super excited. I'm
1: coming. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I'll be sure. You gotta let me know when, though, so sh- I'll be sure, sure to be good will. that night.
2: <laughs> I have one. I have some. I have a wacky question, and maybe there's no answer for this. But when we were talking to Getty, he told us that an interesting fact was that his character never wore socks. Is there a really idiosyncratic, like, uh, uh, element of your character that you're embracing or that you found interesting that is helping you define your character?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sholgosh never. In front of anyone because he didn't want people to think that he was rich and showing off. Ah, oh,
2: wow. wow! Fascinating. It's so cool. Cool. I was. Well, we're. Bringing, I, I want to bring socks to Getty, but I was like, I, I guess I can bring you what uh, Uber Uber Eats. Snickers. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Uber Eats. Go, go around the corner, and eat this. <laughs>
3: George, the I. First, the, yep. Go
1: ahead. Um. Oh, I was going to say the first uh, stage direction, uh, before the music starts and anything is. Uh, a appears eating an apple. The minute anyone spots him, he hides it.
2: Ooh, very cool. Interesting. That's so fascinating. Just like, like his, <clears throat> these people are all damaged at different, in different levels. And to see that evolution in that, in that journey and then, and your interpretation of it, I feel like it's a, a fascinating, fascinating project for any actor. What an honor. For, and what an, oh, a, no, what, definitely. what an exciting journey for you, George. It's incredible.
1: Yes. No, to make, or so yeah to to not necessarily make this character likable because what's likable about killing the president but to show his human to show that's right why he was a patriot in his own right yeah. you know
3: and i love i'm just bringing it full circle i love the fact that you know you you brought up the point at the top of the interview that he really did believe that he was coming from an altruistic place and and that does, in his mind, make him a patriot. And so, you know, everybody can, on some level, relate to that. He just happened to be, you know, seemingly mentally ill. <laughs> yes. But he, yeah. he, he truly <laughs> believed that he, he had... Um, he had locked into something that was going to be the for the betterment of the working man and mankind. So
2: we're so excited and proud of you. It's a, been such a privilege for me to talk with you. And I'm so glad to be here and witness you reconnect with Wendy. And we so look forward to seeing you. Hopefully we'll be there on opening night.
1: Oh, fingers crossed. My goodness. Thank you so much. I got to say it's such an honor to be here. I was so nervous talking to you right now. I got oh. armpit sweats and everything going on.
3: <laughs> you did great.
2: <laughs> you did very, very well.
1: All right,
3: George, I'll see you soon. I cannot wait. And uh, again, just super proud of you.
1: Okay, thank you so All much. Right. It's a pleasure and have a great day,
2: both of you. You too. Bye. Bye. What a sweetheart. You must be so proud. I know I can, I, like. I, we've said that a million times, but
3: I know. Well, it can't be said enough. I really, really am. And George, in addition to other students of mine who are finding amazing success, you know, it's It really is about finding your own way, and George said it when he was talking about, you know, kind of finding the voices that he listens to and not letting himself be dissuaded Mm -hmm. from finding his own path. And, you know, in, in one way or another, the students of mine that are finding their success are on that exact trajectory right. where where they're figuring it out. And that's what it is because, you know, this business is the most nonlinear. There is no way that you can predict what the path is going to be.
2: But it's so funny because after you live that path and walk that path, if you take a step back and you look at it, yeah. it makes so much sense. Hindsight
3: is twenty twenty, but in real time, it feels like anarchy.
2: Right but now but for example you to see that you're here on this side interviewing people yeah. and and telling stories of other working actors never in a
3: million years would but, I have guessed
2: but you're so good at it and i feel like it's it's just i it's really fun to watch this happen you know and it's just it's such a i this is such an honor that we have this ability to create content mm-hmm. and tell stories and share stories about stuff that we're passionate about
3: well that's the other thing right is that as technology and digital transformation happens so much one of the perks of it is that we are able mm-hmm to kind of hop around much much more than when you and I were first coming up right yeah. so cool. we can do so many different things and I can still be a performer and support other performers and hop back and forth between all medians and it's just so exciting and I, I love being a fan of other performers and I mean it's just an such an honor teaching yeah. these young artists and watching them just you know explode i love
2: it it's just so cra- i mean just to think that just in the past couple days like meeting jimmy buffett mm-hmm. and, and 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 meeting getty watanabe yeah. and talking with him and um all of the like i've i've got i've connected with um laura benanti and mm-hmm. betty buckley and adam pascal yeah. and just like the people that this project has allowed me to just in my own little way thank them for the impact that they've done on me that they've impacted on me but also on this art form that I care so much about yeah it's just really amazing and I'm so grateful for it and I'm grateful for you to being on this journey
3: I'm grateful for you friend (laughs) (laughs) and there's so much more to come I'm, I'm just really excited about where we're headed yes
2: And I'm also grateful for everyone listening. So thank you very much. We
3: love you, listeners.
2: Yes. And and we love the Broadway Podcast Network. And thank you so much for welcoming us into Mm -hmm. your family as well. And special thanks to Broadway World, who's always quick to stream our shows and Mm. share it with all of their viewers, which is just incredible. Incredible. So um, we are always available at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com forward slash west of broadway you can find us on facebook just search will and wendy all one word i'm will armstrong pr on instagram
3: i am wendy underscore Rosoff on instagram
2: so we make it super easy for you to to find us on all sorts of platforms Um, but just remember if you're ever looking for us you can find us just Just west west of of broadway